Hi friends, this is Compassion Podcast. On the 21st of May, we will have a short online program called Night of Compassion. And we want to invite you to that program. The program will begin at 8 p.m. Beijing time. You can keep the date and you can invite your friends. Remember that God is your father. See you at the Night of Compassion. Welcome to Compassion's Audio Podcast. This podcast shows the compassionate and the loving heart of God through Jesus Christ. You don't have to run away from God, but you can come close to Him. Jesus tasted death for everyone in all the world. And He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Enjoy the message. Coming up on Compassion Podcast. Of all the peoples in the world, we ought to feel special. He has saved us from the things that destroy mankind. Christ, the Bible says, has redeemed us from the curse of this world, having become a curse for us. God, sending his son to defeat Satan and his demons from man, was according to his own purpose and grace. God, sending his son Jesus Christ to deliver man from the grip of sin and death, was according to his own purpose and grace. God, sending his son to deliver mankind from sickness, disease, infirmities, it was according to his own purpose and grace. He wanted sinful man to be part of his family, to be his children. So he sent his only begotten son that anyone who believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Anyone who believes in Jesus Christ and accepts him as Lord comes into the family of God, becomes children. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruit of his creatures. Let us open our Bibles to James chapter 1. The book of James chapter 1. Let's look at verse 18. And let's read from NKJV. James 1.18 Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Satan wants you to think you are nobody, you are nothing to God, that there is nothing special about you. He wants you to believe that you are inferior in this world. He wants you to think that God has important people to care for. God doesn't care for you. God doesn't even think about you. You are not part of the important people he cares for. And then, he uses circumstances to point to you and says to you, See, God doesn't think about you. You are not part of the people he thinks about. If he was thinking about you, how can your life be this way? But the Bible says, of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we might be a kind, that we might be special. That's what the Bible says. 
It's like what the apostle said to Timothy. He said, God has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose. Wonderful. According to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Let's look at that scripture. Let us go to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. Let's read from NKJV. That's fine. 2 Timothy 1, verse 9. And I read, Who has saved us? God has saved us. He has saved us from Satan and his demons. He has saved us from the powers of darkness. He has saved us from sickness and disease. He has saved us from lack and scarcity. He has saved us from the curse of this world. He has saved us from hell. Mankind needs to be saved from these evils, but we have no idea. God in his mercy saved man from these evils that destroy. Who has saved us and called us, can you see this in the Bible, and called us with a holy calling. He has called us with a special calling. Not according to our works. It wasn't according to what we have done or what we did. Not according to our righteousness. Not according to our good works. But, can you say this in the Bible? But according to his own purpose and grace. It is according to his own purpose and grace. We read earlier, of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be a kind over here, but according to his own purpose and grace. Of all the peoples in the world, we ought to feel special. He has saved us from the things that destroy mankind. Christ, the Bible says, has redeemed us from the curse of the law. He has redeemed us from the curse of this world, having become a curse for us. Whatever God does for man, it is according to his own purpose. It is according to his own plan. It is according to his own will. It is according to his own grace. God sending his son to defeat Satan and his demons for man was according to his own purpose and grace. God sending his son Jesus Christ to deliver man from the grip of sin and death was according to his own purpose and grace. God sending his son to deliver mankind from sickness, disease, infirmities. It was according to his own purpose and grace. God sending his son to be the curse was according to his own purpose and grace. Ephesians 1.5, the Living Bible puts it this way. His unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into his own family. How? By sending Jesus Christ to die for us. This is the living Bible, Ephesians 1 verse 5. And I'm still reading. And he did this because he wanted to. Let us sink in for a while. And he did this because he wanted to. It was of his own will. He wanted sinful man to be part of his family, to be his children. So he sent his only begotten son that anyone who believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Anyone who believes in Jesus Christ and accepts him as Lord comes into the family of God, becomes children. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruit of his creatures. 
let's take it again, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which, oh, this is wonderful, which was given to us in Christ, in Christ Jesus before, oh, before time began. <laughs> this is wonderful. Only God can do this. He said to us, For you are a holy people to the Lord your God, and the Lord has chosen you to be a people for himself, a special treasure above all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. When did he do this? The Bible says, Before time began. God sees you a special treasure. It doesn't matter what man says. What others say doesn't change a thing. What God says is what matters. God says you are a special treasure to him. Where can you get your true value? Where can we get our true value? Not from people, not from man. If you base your value on people's support, how much they approve you and how much they encourage you, then if for some reason they stop doing that, you'll feel devalued. As long as they are telling you you are great, you'll feel great. The problem is, if they change their mind and stop telling you that, you're not going to feel great. You can't base your value on what people give or don't give you. People are often unreliable. One day, they will say you are beautiful and the next, I don't care for you. I don't care about you. If you don't know who you are without people, then if they leave, you'll be lost. They will take you with them because your identity is caught up in who they made you to be. Then you have to try to find somebody else to tell you who you are. But you don't need other people to tell you who you are. People will let you down. People will get jealous. People have their own issues. Let your Heavenly Father tell you who you are. Get your value. Get your self-worth. Get your approval from Him. He says you are a special treasure to Him. He says you are one of a kind, a prized possession. This is who you are in his eyes. Somebody may have told you the opposite. They will tell you you're not special, you're not talented, you're not attractive, you don't have a good personality. Let that go in one ear and out the other. They don't determine your value. What they say or do to you doesn't make you any less special to God. Please, quit letting how people treat you make you feel inferior. They don't control your destiny. They didn't put life into you. They didn't die for you. They didn't call you. They didn't anoint you. They didn't approve you. Your value came from your creator, from the God who spoke worlds into existence. They can't change your value, and you can't change it either. God made you special in his hand, Jesus Christ. You don't need the approval. You don't need the encouragement. They don't have to validate you. It is good when they approve of you. It is good when they encourage you. It feels good. But if you depend on it to make you feel secure, then if they don't do it, you're going to feel inferior. Don't put your value into somebody else's hands. Even good people who love you very much can't give you everything you need. They cannot keep you approved, validated. They can't keep you feeling secure all the time. You have to go to your Heavenly Father to get your approval. He has already approved you. If man cannot give us our true value, where can we find our true value? 
the only place we can find our true value is from the Word of God. That is why hearing the Word of God, listening to the Word of God is necessary for the child of God. The Word of God is God talking to you. They are from the lips of your Father. The Word of God creates. God used His Word to create the whole universe. The Word of God is what will reveal to the believer who he really is in Christ. It is only the Word of God that can show us who we truly are in Christ. God expresses His love to you through the Word of God. It's in the Word of God that you really see God's heart for you. In the Word of God is where you see how God the Father demonstrates His love through His Son Jesus Christ for you. The Word of God will show you the picture God has of you. The Word of God will give you the accurate view of yourself. The Word of God will show you how much you mean to the Father. The Word of God will show you how much God offered to get you. They are all found in the Word of God. Hearing the Word of God is vital to the child of God. Hearing the Word of God has benefit to the child of God. Just hearing. Just hearing the Word of God. One of the easiest things to do is to sit down and listen. And at the same time, the hardest thing to do during these times is to sit down and listen. The reason is, we are busy. We want to do everything on the go. I can't just sit down and listen to just the Word of God and do nothing. We don't have time to waste. But there is blessing in hearing the Word of God. The Bible says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let's open our Bibles to Proverbs chapter 4. The book of Proverbs chapter 4. We can read from NKJV, that's fine. Proverbs chapter 4. Let's look at verse 10. Are you there? Proverbs 4 verse 10. And I read, Hear, my son, and receive my sayings. We can also say, Hear, my daughter, and receive my sayings. And what will be the benefit? And the years, and the years of your life will be many. This is a wonderful benefit. Hear. Hear, my son, and receive, and receive my sayings. And the years of your life will be many. When you base your value on what other people say or what they do to you, that's going to limit you. But when you base it on what God says about you, it's going to lift you up. You are going to have a smile on your face, a spring in your step. You're not going to be put off by what you didn't get or who is not supporting you. God says you are special. He says he's proud of you. He says you are the apple of his eyes. People may not be celebrating you. But you need to know that God celebrates you. I've already said that if God had a refrigerator, your picture would be on it. If he had a computer, your photo would be on the screensaver. God says in Isaiah 49, he said, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. He is always thinking about you, rejoicing over you with singing. Oh, hallelujah. Some sincere people believe God is against them because of previous failures. They believe strongly that God is against them because of their sins, their mistakes, their failures. They see themselves through their own critical eye. 
their self-image has been distorted by condemnation from the devil. They think negatively about themselves. They focus on their sins. They focus on their faults. They focus on their mistakes. They are constantly critical toward themselves. There is a recording of everything they've done wrong that is always playing in their minds. Their own voice tells them, You are impatient. You lost your temper. You are still struggling with that thing. You can't get it right. You should be ashamed of yourself. Then they wonder why they are unhappy. And they don't realize it's because they have a war going on inside. They believe that God holds something against them. Please, quit focusing on your sins. Quit focusing on your mistakes, your fault. There is no sin that God cannot forgive. And there is no sinner that God cannot love. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Romans chapter 8. Let's look at verse 33. Romans chapter 8 verse 33. Let's read. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. He's saying the only one who can bring a charge against the child of God is God. And this God is the one who justifies the child of God. This God delivered his son to be sin in your place. So you will be justified. So that you will be made right in his son. The Bible says God made him who knew no sin, Jesus Christ, to be sin for us. So that we might be made the righteousness of God. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. 34. Who is he who condemns? I'm still reading. It's Christ who died. And furthermore, it's also risen who is even at the right hand of God. Who also, who also makes intercession for us. The one who has the right to condemn us is Christ because his judgment is true. But this Christ died for us and is risen. Who is seated at the right hand of God. And what is he doing there? He's making intercession for us. The Bible says, But he, Jesus Christ, because he continues forever, he has an unchangeable priesthood. Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Jesus came to deal with sin once and for all, and to give righteousness to man. The Bible says he was wounded. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. That happened to him. The payment for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we were healed. Jesus came to solve the sin problem. Jesus came to solve the sickness problem. The Bible says he then would have had to suffer often since the foundation of the world. But now, once at the end of the ages, he has appeared to put away sin. Oh, hallelujah. He has appeared to put away sin. How? By the sacrifice of himself. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. He said, who is he who condemns? And he says, it is Christ who died. And furthermore, is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God who also makes intercession for us. Some believe they've been devalued because of what they've done, the things they've been through, 
the tribulations, the distresses. They believe their value has reduced. They believe they've lost their dreams, their aspirations. Some people don't see themselves valuable in God's sight because they've made mistakes in life. They are not where they thought they would be. Now they are feeling inferior. They are basing their value on their performance. But here is something to always remember. Your value should be based solely on the fact that you are a child of the Most High God. This should be stamped in your heart. For as many, the Bible says, as received him, he gave them the power to become the children of God who were born, not of blood, nor by the will of man, nor by the will of the flesh, who were born of God. You may feel that your dreams have been dashed by the choices you've made or by the choices people have imposed on you. You may feel that you are trapped in a rut. But there is hope. God wants to restore your sense of value. David wrote, God has lifted me out of the horrible pit and he set my feet upon a rock and he put a new song in my mouth. God wants to put a new song in your heart. He wants to put a new song in your mouth. He wants to fill you with hope. He wants you to know that he loves you more than you can imagine and he can turn your broken dreams into something beautiful. There is a story, The Tale of Three Trees. It's a children's book that talks about the dreams of an olive tree, an oak tree, and a pine tree. Each of these trees had a great dream to become something special in life. The olive tree dreamed of becoming a finely crafted treasure chest. He wanted to hold gold, silver, and precious jewels. One day, a woodsman chose the olive tree out of all the trees in the forest and cut it down. The olive tree was so thrilled. But as the craftsmen began to work on him, the tree realized they were not making him into a beautiful treasure chest. They were making him into a manger to hold food for dirty, smelly animals. Heartbroken, his dreams were shattered. He felt worthless and demeaned. Similarly, the oak tree dreamed of becoming part of a huge ship that would carry important kings across the ocean. When the woodsman cut down the oak, he was so excited. But as time went on, he realized the craftsmen were not making him into a huge ship. They were making him into a tiny fishing boat. He was so discouraged, so disappointed. The pine tree lived on top of a high mountain. Its only dream was to always stand tall and remind people of God's great creation. But in a split second, a bolt of lightning cut the tree to the ground, destroying its dreams. The woodsman came, picked it up and carried it off to the scrap pile. All three of these trees felt they had lost their value, their worth. They were so discouraged, so disappointed. Not one of their dreams had come to pass. But God had other plans for these trees. Many years later, Mary and Joseph couldn't find any place to give birth to their little baby boy. They finally found a stable. And when Jesus was born, they placed him in a manger made from the olive tree. The olive tree had wanted to hold precious jewels. But God had better plans. It now held the greatest treasure of all time. The Son of God. A few years went by and Jesus grew up. 
One day he needed a boat to cross to the other side of the lake. He didn't choose a large, fancy ship. He chose a small, simple fishing boat made from, you guessed it, the oak tree. The oak tree wanted to carry important kings across the ocean, but God had better plans. The oak now carried the king of kings. A few more years went by, and one day, some Roman soldiers were rummaging around in a pile of scrap wood where their discarded pine tree lay. The pine tree just knew they were coming to cut him up for firewood. But much to its surprise, they cut only two small pieces out of it and formed and formed them into a cross. And it was on this pine tree that Jesus was crucified. That tree is still pointing people to God's love and God's compassion to this day. The point of the story is clear. All three trees thought they had lost their value, that their stories were over, yet they became integral parts of the greatest story ever told. God knows your value. He sees you special in His eyes. You may not understand everything you're facing right now, but hold your head up high, knowing that God has great plan and purposes for your life. Your dreams may not have turned out the way you wanted it, but the Bible says that God's ways are better and higher than our ways. Even when everybody else rejects you, remember, God stands before you with His arms open wide. He always accepts you. He always confirms your value. You are His prized possession. No matter how much you have failed Him, no matter how many disappointments you have suffered, your value in God's eyes always remains the same. You will always be the apple of His eye. He will never give up on you. So please, don't give up on yourself. You are somebody special to God. Quit running yourself down. Quit talking ugly about yourself. Quit talking about what a failure you are. Don't run yourself down all the time. Don't talk about how unworthy you are. You are the handiwork of God. You are loved by God. Expect great victories in your life. Because everything you set your hand to do will prosper. Don't get discouraged when a challenge comes. Because God is for you and He will turn it around. You are somebody special to God. The Bible says of His own will, He brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be special. The one who made you this special is God. The one who made it possible is Jesus Christ. And the one who is working this in you is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Wherever you are, and you're listening to this short message, and you want to receive all that Jesus did for you on the cross, and you want to make him the Lord of your life. Please pray this prayer after me. Say, Dear God, I thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to come die for me. I believe in my heart that you, God, you raised him from the dead. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life from today. I receive your eternal life now and I ask for your Holy Spirit to come and dwell and live in me now. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Congratulations if you prayed that simple prayer. You are now a child of God, a son or daughter of God. You're welcome to this great family. God bless you. Thank you for downloading this podcast. If you were helped in any way by this episode, please give us your review and subscribe to receive latest messages like these. If you want to contact us on a personal level, please send us an email to the email address in the description below. We would love to hear from you. Keep on hearing and keep on growing. And remember that God is your Father. Stay tuned for the next episode.